0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode twenty-eight of the Sports Show with Ben and Dylan. We are here today uh, on a Friday night to give you guys our football predictions for this weekend.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so there is another a not another um there is a not an yeah I said I was going to say there's another fifteen game slate on Sunday and Monday that we will be predicting. Uh, but there is not because the Steelers Titans game uh, did get postponed due to many, not but, but a decent amount of um, uh, positive tests uh, by or from Titans players. Um, we will also be doing our routinely um, our I guess college football predictions or it's becoming routinely and then we will finish it off or I guess we actually will start it off uh, just talking about game one of the NBA finals and I guess previewing game two a, a little bit um, but first before we get all into all of this um, a quick word from our amazing sponsor.
0: Garden Greens is the best by far lawn care service around uh, they have a friendly uh friendly staff who will get the job done quickly and efficiently. Garden Greens helping your garden. Stay clean. Also guys, uh, quick error there by me in the intro. I said that it was episode twenty eight. It is not, it is episode twenty nine. Welcome to episode twenty nine.
1: Almost hit. Not really, but we're in we're on two or yeah, Tuesday, uh, we'll hit episode thirty, a big milestone. Um anyway, uh we can get into it. Do you want to start with the NBA? Yep. Okay, uh, game one of the NBA Finals was played on Wednesday, uh, like I said many times on the pod on Wednesday, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, um, there's a game two at the same time, Eastern Time, uh, tonight, uh, game one, the Heat came out, they looked ready to compete, they were up 13 at a point in the first quarter, um, Really sure what happened now we know that while they were collapsing uh bam at bio got went down with an injury that will cause him to miss at least game two and same with Goran Dragic. um but they were out way out of the game when those injuries happened so uh i'm not exactly sure what happened i guess the lakers just really improved from their not so great first quarter but i don't know why he i don't know if it was mental mentally physically or or just both, uh, just completely collapsed in the last three quarters of the game. Uh, there was a point where I think they were eaten down like 40. Uh, it, it was domination. It got slightly closer at the end. Of the Lakers uh, taking the game by 18. Anthony Davis, by the way, uh, I think he had 34 points in his final debut. It so goes down as uh, one of the best uh, debut or finals debuts in Lakers history. Uh, any Anything to say about this game, Ben?
0: Yeah. Um, listen, the Lakers looked really good um, on on Wednesday night. Uh, it was complete and total domination, like you said, uh, an 18 point victory um, by by the Lakers. A really good game, uh, and they seem to be by far in the driver's seat of this series. Obviously, it's only one nothing, only one game. Uh, a pretty crucial game to tonight, in my opinion, for the Heat. You don't want to fall down into a 2-0 series. Uh, series hold. Um, it, you know, only through two games. Um, that's not really something you want to do, especially in the NBA Finals, and especially when you have two two of your best players. Uh, you know, arguably one of your best. Uh, in Bam Adebayo, who uh are are out tonight. Um, and and could potentially be out more throughout the series. So big game tonight. Uh, for Miami. Um, and I think this is probably a must win game for the Heat, especially if Bam and Drogic are going to be out once again for game three, which I would venture to guess Drogic will be. Um, and Bam will probably be questionable, we will see. Um, but yeah, that's basically all I have to say. It was a really good game by the Lakers.
1: Uh, yeah, I just wanted to point out a few things. One, uh, people, and, and I, I might, this might just be, no. It's not coming, but I'm only pointing this out. Uh, this might be coming from a big LeBron fan, like I am. Like I said on air, LeBron is my favorite player of all time. I, that that won't nothing will change my opinion on this. But uh, I, I just feel like I, I am a Lakers fan, guys. I'm I'm not rooting for the Lakers. I just want LeBron to succeed. Uh, but. I think it'll be interesting to see how the Bron or either the, the LeBron haters or I guess the, the MJ supporters will react to LeBron potentially uh, beating or, or winning the finals in or, or winning or dominating the playoffs in a fashion of going through a Nuggets team because they upset the Clippers and then going through a Heat team that's one not necessarily as talented as other teams they could have uh, faced, but also uh, who may be missing uh, two of their, like, five best players, at least two of their core players for the rest of the series. So I feel like that'll be interesting how (laughs) Braun haters will react to that.
0: Yeah, Um, I think unless you have any final touches on game one of the finals, we can move on now to one other NBA news, some rather significant news about our favorite team, the 76ers. The Sixers signed Doc Rivers uh, to a five-year head coaching deal uh, yesterday.
1: Uh, yeah, now, I'm not sure if I've said this on air, but I've said this to basically every person since the, since the I guess, really since uh, the whole campaign started. And you actually sort of brought this idea to my mind in the first place uh, that I, I wanted Mike D'Antoni. I thought it would be a good fit for the team. They could do, like, whether it was going to be seven seconds or less or at least some, like, interesting, like, high-paced offense. And I think that would work, especially – for Ben, but I, they hired Doc Rivers, and I think he, he definitely was my second option by a a distant um, or, or by a lot uh compared to whoever the third option would be. Or I guess the third option technically was Ty Lue. Um, but I, I guess Rivers. No, I'm not even. I'm not even going to say I'm like disappointed that they hired Rivers because that is a great hire. It, it's. I, I would say a steal. I wasn't coming into this this. Off season, I guess, expecting um, to have two, at least in my opinion, pretty good coaching options uh, for the Sixers to hire, and then to proceed to hire a, a I, I would say, known around the league as a good one. Um, although Doc hasn't won anything since the Celtics championship, I still expect him to help this team, and, and I guess he'll just be a better coach. At least I would hope that he ends up being a better fit slash just coach overall for this team than brett was yeah um
0: i think the d'antoni pick would have been interesting i think rivers uh was definitely my pick as soon as we learned that he was um available and, and basically within hours uh, the, the sixers basically expressed interest um in, in rivers just hours of him uh you know becoming becoming available after uh quote-unquote, mutually agreeing to part ways um, with the Clippers. Um, yeah, I think D'Antoni would have been um, an interesting hire. I don't necessarily know that it would have worked. I think it would have to be different than what he did those last few years in, in Houston uh, with um, with those, uh, especially this year, with just the shooting a million threes, high-paced offense, uh, small ball, little little defense, um, type type strategy. I don't necessarily think that would have worked with the Sixers, um, but because I, they just don't really have the the shooters, um, and Ben and Joe certainly wouldn't um have have fit in that role. Simmons no, obviously I'm not unwilling to my, shoot,
1: but so, um, you can, you can finish, but I just have something to say about that.
0: Yeah, but I think the point I know you were trying to get at was just the seven seconds or less offense, not necessarily the, the barrage of threes uh, like we saw uh, those last couple of years in Houston. Um, I think the seven seconds or less would have certainly been interesting, uh, especially with Ben, who, who more or less does his best work um, on the fast break um, and, and as a playmaker.
1: Yeah, I mean, although he kind of brings that offense to whatever team he goes to, <laughs> I think I'm really, or not just because they like were I, the, the iconic seven seconds or less offense, but those, I guess, mid-2000s, early-2000s Suns te- sun teams. Uh, not that those teams won anything, but I, I just think that could have worked. It's sort of comparable, although Ben can't really shoot. He's still similar to Steve Nash and basically uh, – in most offensive categories, shooting is definitely not one of them, but uh, good, great passers, um, like, very good at, like, playmaking as a whole, good handles, like, like that type of stuff, right. and then I guess Embiid could have sort of served as an Amari, and then... It's comparable because they played two different positions, but let's say, like, they proceeded to go out, and I guess they still could even with Rivers, but, like, trade for Buddy Heal, he could really be, like, the shooting in that offense. Uh, uh, I, I just think those are some interesting uh, things, but we can move on to our uh, college football predictions.
0: Yeah, so um, we are going to be starting uh, a slightly new thing this week. Uh, not necessarily new, not too big of a change. But for college football, we are just now going to pick a five-game slate rather than doing the whole ranked games uh, and then one unranked game and then the college football game day. We just decided to go. Uh, we're just going to go from now on just five games. Uh, we pick them, try to get at least somewhat of a mix of, of ranked versus ranked games um, and then some unranked game games as well. Um, so we will start it off with uh, the, the first game. Uh, which is Taylor versus West Virginia both teams are unranked.
1: Yeah to be honest, we found four games uh, that really particularly two but but I guess in the end it was four games that were clear that we wanted to predict and then we kind of just the one was the fifth was not clear. Uh, we could have gone for a, a good ranked team playing against a not great. Unranked team, so we could talk about the good ranked team. But instead, we decided to pick a game that I guess would be in- at least somewhat interesting. Um, this game, like we said, Baylor West Virginia on at twelve o'clock on ABC. Uh, West Virginia is one and one this season. Baylor is one and zero. Oh. Uh, West Virginia's at home. Uh, who do you like in this game on the spread? Baylor's three point favorites.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take um, Baylor on the spread here. Um, how
1: about you? I think I'm going to take West Virginia. Uh, and then, so, does that, I, I figure, uh, so that means you take Baylor straight up, and, and I take West Virginia straight up. Um, yep. I think this game will be interesting. Uh, now, for the over-under, it is 53-and-a-half.
0: Yeah, I'm actually going to take the over here. 53-and-a-half uh, isn't too, too high for college football. Um, I'm going to take the over here.
1: How about you? Uh, I think it's not without a doubt, but it's almost without a doubt. We, we see year in and year out, even if it's not necessarily these two teams, um, Big 12 football producing great scores. Uh, we just have to go back one week. We saw Texas and Texas Tech uh, go into an overtime. Now, those are two higher-powered offenses than these two teams, but still, uh, it was a 63-56 to 56 shootout getting uh, to a a grand total of 119 points. So I definitely think these two teams can crush 53. Um, Yeah, and definitely taking the over on the over-under. We can move on to the next game. Uh, A, not once in a lifetime, but a rare, I guess, occurrence on this pod we'll be talking about the group of five unless we end up talking about them if any of them are like contending for the playoff uh we have the 25th ranked uh, memphis going at the um the unranked but 3-0 smu squad now memphis's last few games against uh so one was against houston i'm not 100 percent sure what the other one was against but um have been postponed. Memphis started the season higher ranked, but with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 teams being added back to the polls, they have sunk down all the way to 25. Um, I think this game will be interesting. SMU high-powered offense led by Shane Bu- uh, Buscelli, uh I'm probably saying his name wrong, but we—that's what we specialty, or that's our specialty on this pod: saying names wrong. Now this game last year, SMU was ranked 15th, I'm pretty sure, and Memphis was ranked 24th. they went to Memphis. It was actually the featured like college game day game, and uh, it was a final score of 54 for Memphis to 48 for SMU. It probably won't be as high scoring, but are you going over on or over or under the um, over under 5?
0: Yeah, seventy four point five is really high. I think it'll probably be another um, high scoring game, uh, but I don't think that high. I don't think uh, I don't think it will be to the degree where both of these teams get um, over thirty five. Um, I think these teams will probably stay in the in the high twenties to the low thirties. So I'm gonna take the under.
1: You know what, I think I'm going to take the under here, but I think both of these teams will easily get into the 30s. It just depends on if they can get the high 30s. Uh, I I think if I'm going score predictions, I'm probably predicting something along the lines of 38 to like 31, let's say. Uh, Who are you taking in this game?
0: Yeah, I'm going to take, or do you want to say the spread, Rooker?
1: Oh, yeah, the spread is 2.5 with Memphis being the favorite.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to take um, SMU here, um, straight up and on the spread. Um, a slight upset, not too big of a upset, as as Memphis is only two-and-a-half point favorites, as you just said, um, but I'm going to take SMU straight up and on the spread. How about you?
1: So, I think what really comes into games that... I, they're. Not, it's obviously not on the spotlight, considering it's on at 3.30 on ESPN2, but... What Memphis, I guess, really, since the group of five has come into play, has, like, really specialed in is winning big American games, uh, whether it was beating uh, SMU when they were both ranked last year, beating Cincinnati twice under the spotlight when they were both ranked. Uh, when UCF was having its reign, they played them very close two years in a row. Granted, they lost, but, but still um, – Memphis is the reigning Group of Five champion, and I think they will continue to, I guess, keep their um, ability alive winning this game close in um, in SMU. Okay. Uh, yeah, now for the next game, another, or this is the last of um, the three games without two ranked teams uh, we have here, and this one, 730 ABC, um, not necessarily the game in the spotlight on primetime, but still going to be a good game. The Spencer Rattler uh, coming off a shocking loss, I would say, to, um, to tell me Kansas State at um, a, a Iowa State team. They obviously had the huge loss to Louisiana Lafayette, but they bounced back last week, uh, beating TCU in a close one. Who are you taking here on the spread? The spread is uh, Oklahoma being a seven-point favorite.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma uh, straight up and on the spread here. I think they rebound after a tough loss uh, to Kansas State last week. That was a pretty big upset um, as they moved from, what, three all the way back to 18 in the rankings. So they got bumped back quite a bit. But I think they rebound here this week, beating um, an Iowa State team.
1: So I'm not 100% or I I know I'm not 100% sure how to feel about the spread because I think seven's bold because even in years where Oklahoma State clearly has the upper hand on Iowa State in the Lincoln Riley, I guess, era for Oklahoma, Iowa State has played them close multiple times. So um, I think it was, oh, I'm getting the year. Well, 2017, Iowa State, when they were decent in Oklahoma with Baker Mayfield, uh, they upset oklahoma i think on the road uh and then to be honest i can't remember if it was 2018 or 2019 they lost by one um and if they hadn't gone for uh, a two-point conversion because their season was kind of already over uh they could have won the game in ot uh, so i think this will be a tight one i think iowa state will cover the spread but i think in the long run oklahoma will still win straight up
0: okay um oh-
1: I was just going to say, although I don't think Oklahoma is necessarily as good as they uh, usually are, I think they are still talented enough to win only, or to lose only, like, one or two games. Uh, And now for the over-under 62.5, are you taking the over or the under?
0: I'm going to take the under here. Um, I don't think it will be a blowout necessarily, but I think Oklahoma uh, will win this game uh, by probably around let's say 10 points, um, and I think they will score um, a, a decent amount of points, um, And but I think Iowa State will be uh, far enough behind uh, them to not make up for the uh, over-under, so I'm going under.
1: Yeah, I, I think this will be a tight game, so I'm taking the over. I think it'll be around, hovering around, uh, like, mid 30s to mid 40s somewhere in that range so uh if i was going for a score predi- prediction let's say uh 38 to, 41 to 38 we'll, we'll say that for now uh oklahoma will win these are two good offenses and uh two not good defenses so oklahoma is bound to give up a lot of points in any of their games against serviceable teams and they obviously score a lot so that's really my reasoning for that um Now we have our two ranked SEC battles. Uh, The first one, not as good as the second, necessarily. Uh, That game is um, Texas A&M at Alabama. Now, Alabama started their season off well, although they struggled. At times, they still dominated Missouri last week. And and Texas A&M really struggled against a Vanderbilt team, a lot of – the Vanderbilt team that a lot of people are predicting to not even win a game this year. So uh, that is concerning, I guess. Uh, the over under for this game is a small, I would say for college football, but maybe not because it's SEC um, 51 and a half. Are you taking the over here or the under?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely taking the over Two uh, pretty decent offenses. Um, I think they can uh, get over 51 combined. Plus I think it will be, Um, at least a relatively close game, um, to the point where I think, uh, in order for that to happen, these teams will need to score, um, quite a bit of points. So I'm going over.
1: Um, I'm going under here. Alabama has what a lot of people may think is one of, at least one of the best, um, Linebackers. Micah Parsons not playing probably. Signifies one of the best linebackers in college football. And Dylan Moses, uh, Texas A M. Good offense. They struggled against Vanderbilt, only scoring seventeen points. My reasoning for the under. Uh, we see a lot of games where Alabama, uh, especially if they control the game and win by multiple like possessions, it, it, they go low scoring. Now, for example, um, like L- a lot of the Alabama LSU games before last year. When it was super high scoring, when they both had great defenses and not great offenses, they would be like sometimes like both teams in the tens. Like that twenty eleven classic that went to overtime, that was nine to six, or even in twenty um, sixteen when it was ten to zero. Those are just two examples. Uh, so I'm going under here. I think it'll be teams in probably like mid to low 20s against team mid to low 10s. I'm not 100% sure. Now, Bama comes into this game as, in my opinion, a sort of surprising, sort of not that surprising 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, are you taking Alabama covering or, or not?
0: Yeah, I think Alabama's going to cover. Um, I think, obviously, they're one of the best teams in the country right now, uh, ranked number two um, in the AP pool um i'm going to take uh alabama straight up and on the spread
1: so straight up i'm definitely taking bama but on the spread i think i'm gonna take texas a&m uh, 17 and a half is realistic because regardless of how good texas a&m or, or any opponents that bama plays they still can beat good opponents by decent amounts uh but I think I'm going to go – I think it will be a more than a one-possession game. But I think it will be closer from like 10 to 14 or 10 to 15. Um, I don't think it will be that close. But I think Texas A&M I, – I don't know. Because I think – obviously, Texas A&M's goal is to win. Obviously, that's every team's goal when they're playing football. But um, Texas A&M – they they disappoint us from year to year. I think their goal should be just to not absolutely like get obliterated and have their season already in shambles two weeks in. Uh, they need to show whether uh they beat them or not. They have a chance at like contending against them. So uh, after all that, we can move on to uh according to College Game Day, but I would say uh the consensus game of the week. And that is the number seven ranked Auburn Tigers against the number four ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, The game is in in Athens. Um, the The over under is a pretty low scoring forty five or a pretty low forty five. Who are are you taking the over or the under?
0: Yeah, forty five is uh, pretty uh, low for me, especially. With two pretty good teams, um, I'm going to take the over.
1: I'm definitely taking the under. Um, we saw Georgia's offense against Arkansas, um, and it was brutal. It, although, although they scored 37 points, one, that was against Arkansas, but two, they only had 10 in the first three quarters, so it really took them breaking out, to They struggled. And I, and I think those struggles will show in this game. I think they'll be under. Uh, they also happen to have potentially the best defense in the country, like they did last year. Um, so when you combine a terrible offense with a amazing defense, you're probably bound for a low-scoring game. Uh, we come into this game with a spread of 6.5, Georgia's 6.5-point six favorites. Uh, who do you have in this game straight up? Yeah, I'm going to take
0: um, Georgia straight up. Um, however, I'm going to take Auburn's side of the spread. I think this will be a closer game uh, to rivals in the SEC, so I think it will be closer than what uh, Vegas has the spread at.
1: Uh, yeah, I actually completely agree. Um Although, I, I, I don't expect, or not that I don't expect, but I don't see Georgia being as great this year. One, they're without Jake Fromm and other combinations of, like, Jamie Newman. Uh, JT Daniel, JT Daniel, sorry, is going to struggle this year, and that that is bound to happen. But this defense is incredible, and even with Bo Nix and, and Auburn having a decent performance against a solid Kentucky team last week, they didn't necessarily impress me enough, uh, for me to go, want to pick them. So I think I'm going to take Georgia. Uh, if I was giving a score, I think I'd go 23 to 20, Georgia, with the dub. Okay.
0: Um. So, yeah, that wraps up our college football predictions um, of the week. We will now move on to the NFL, where we have a 14-game slate, um, as previously mentioned Um The Titans and the Steelers game has been postponed um, and has been tentatively rescheduled for week seven, I believe, Um, So, or because of multiple, or many, uh, at this point, uh, positive tests by uh, Titans players, uh, which has the game halted. So, uh, yeah, we can get into it now. A 14-game slate. Do you want to start with the Giants or...
1: Uh yeah, we'll just get it away. <laughs> um, the Giants and the Rams are facing off. I don't think anyone, um, except for super Op uh, Jesus, uh, optimistic, uh, Giants fans are picking them in this game. Not only are they awful, but they're playing a a good Rams team, and I think the Rams will dominate them. Um, as for I guess the the spread, um, we come we come into the game with a A decent spread. I I just feel like a a 13-point spread doesn't necessarily portray how awful this game is going to be. The Rams will win this game by at least 20. Uh, I'm taking the Rams on the spread. And then as for the over-under 48, uh, I'm going to go under. No, I'm going to go over. Because I feel like if if you're getting to over 20-point win, then you're probably going to have to get near... 30s at least and no I'm just gonna take the over of um a 43.
0: Yeah uh the Giants are going to lose um yeah that's all I have to say as far as that I'm taking the Rams straight up and on the spread as for the over under I actually think I will take the under the Giants offense is pretty bad um I think like you said we could see you know a 20 point or so blowout um by the Rams, which makes it uh which which makes us uh or ma- which makes it over because the Rams are just scoring so many points. Um but I think at, at least to start I'll take the under uh the Giants offense is horrible as I mentioned. The Rams offense is fine, it's good, it's not but it's not overpowering. Um so I'm going to take the under. Now we will uh, swing it back to our one o'clock games Uh, We'll start it off with Cardinals and the Panthers. Oh,
1: God. Uh, This game will be interesting, I guess. Uh, Kyler Murray's coming off an extremely disappointing uh, loss to the Lions where he looks brutal, to say the least. Um, The Panthers are coming off a win that, although they're not making the playoffs, sort of resurrected their season in some sense. Uh, Coming to this game with a spread of, of... uh, three, the Cardinals are three-point favorites and an over-under of 51. Are you taking the over or the under here? Um, I'm going
0: to take the under here. The Cardinals offense has been exciting at points, but I think this will actually be a relatively low-scoring game for the most part. Um, I, so I'm going to take the under here.
1: Uh, yeah, I actually am too. I think this game will be interesting, but maybe not. High scoring, interesting. Uh, as for the spread, I'm taking the Cardinals on the spread. I'm also taking the Cardinals straight up. I think maybe people are like, not not necessarily. Uh, Track. I, I don't know how you would phrase it, but I don't think people necessarily think the Cardinals are not good now because people were praising them nonstop and praising Kyler nonstop in their first two games. So I don't think. I, I think this will just prove the, I guess, the haters wrong, that this team is still a contender, and maybe even a favorite to make the playoffs. Uh, so I, I think the Cardinals will win this game convincingly. Okay,
0: um, I would agree with that. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals straight up and on the spread as well.
1: Uh yeah, after the next game, we have an interesting one down in Chicago. Uh, the Chicago Bears not only have they looked brutal in the first three quarters of their game. I saw a a like a metric that they ranked twenty fifth in um in total like combined um or in, in offense in the first three quarters, but first in the fourth quarter, which is sort of funny. Um, they're an undeserving three 0 Um, but they're they're still 3-0 nonetheless um and they're going up against the Colts team with which after um an awful pretty brutal loss to the Jags in week one they, they've looked nice in their last two weeks now granted they beat an 0-4 team and an 0-3 team but they still looked good Phillip Rivers is looking better than he did last year um the defense is looking good uh The Colts come into this game as three-point favorites. There's an over-under of 43. Uh, Are you taking the over or the under here?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the over here. I think this Colts team will um, more or less... No, I'm going to take the uh, over here, but I'm going to forget what I was about to say. Um, I'm going to take the over um, in this game.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, now straight up, who you take, or, and, and this will basically depend who you're taking on the spread.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take um the Colts uh straight up and on the spread. Uh, the Bears um looked pretty good uh with when Foles came in um last week or maybe it was just the horrific uh Falcons defense, but. I'm going to take the cold straight up um, and on the spread here. Um, and I, I think the Mitchell Trubisky or no, the Mitchell Trubisky taking out experiment, the Nick Foles experiment will end up working out in the long run, um, but it will, but not without hitting some bumps in the first week.
1: Yeah, I don't see this working out in the long run. I don't think Nick Foles is a competent NFL quarterback. I think he lit up an awful defense. I don't think Mitchell Trubisky isn't even close to a competent starting NFL quarterback. He's only, or they're only 3-0 because he got, he had a good performance in the first week. It took the Giants offense literally not working in the first half for them to beat the awful Giants and, and then they did they, they impressed me against the Falcons, to be honest. But I don't think that means much. I'm taking Colts in this game. I'm gonna say big. It's bold, but I'm I'm taking Colts by at least two two touchdowns. Uh it's bold, but the Colts are better than the Bears, uh if you ask me. I agree. Um I don't think it will be I don't agree
0: with your score prediction, but I think uh the Colts are substantially better than the Bears. Uh, we can move on now to the next game. Yes,
1: yeah, so this game, not not the greatest of games, but it, at least it might be close and has some interesting young players. Uh, the rebuilding Jacksonville Jaguars against the, in process of rebuilding uh, Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals uh, played the Eagles tough, had the game potentially in their hands, and then the offense just sort of collapsed in the fourth quarter. But they ended in a draw, so not terrible. Uh, Jaguars are going on the road. Uh, neither of these teams have really impressed me. Only part of these two teams, I would say, that have impressed me basically at all is um, is each of their starting quarterbacks, Gardner Minshew. He's looked decent, although he did not look good in week three against the Dolphins. He still impressed me, and, he, and he's been better than I expected him to be. Uh, Joe Burrow has. Although he's not been great, and he still hasn't won a game yet, uh, he has, I guess, like warmed into the NFL faster and and better than I expected him to. Uh, and I think here, over under forty nine and a half. These teams aren't scoring more. Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm taking the under here. What about you?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going to take the over here. Actually, um, I don't think this will be a very good game, but nonetheless, I'm going to take the over
1: here as for a score prediction i'm going somewhere along the lines of like 20 to 17 let's say it's not gonna be that high scoring uh as for the team i'm picking to win this game i'll go the cincinnati Bengals. uh I'm not sure who wins the starting quarterback battle right now. Uh, it's possible that Minshew might be better as of this current day because of his year wor- his year more worth of experience. But uh, I think Cincinnati will get the best of them. They will – no, I-, I was going to say they will, I guess, stay in the AFC – race but when you're in a division with three teams with a winning record and three teams that in some sense well two who are almost playoff locks and one who's sort of playoff contending the season's probably uh best for them to rebuild but i think they will get their first win of the season here in a close one uh who do you have winning this game
0: yeah i'm actually going to take uh the jags in this one uh straight up and on the red. spread um I don't know, I think the Bengals could get their first win of the season here, but I'm going to take some Minshew magic uh, with the Jags and um, and take them here in this game.
1: Yeah, to be honest, it's a meaningless game. These teams are contending. Uh, now for the next game, I think one that, not two great teams, two decent teams, but two interesting teams to say the least uh the two and one uh never thought I'd say that Cleveland Browns against the one and two Dallas Cowboys um there was some statistic that came out unless this was completely something else and I could be completely hallucinating but this is the Browns first time with a winning record uh since like I I don't really know the last time but uh the Browns and the Cowboys uh there's an over under of uh 56. Are you taking the over or the under? Yeah,
0: I'm going to take the under. Um, I think these are two two fine offenses. Not great. I think the Cowboys' offense looked um better um in in the the Seahawks game because the Seahawks defense is horrific than they actually are. Um, the Browns don't have a great offense. Um, I'm going to take the under here for those reasons.
1: I'm definitely taking the over. Neither of these offenses impressed me when they played against good defenses, but but neither of these defense defenses have impressed me, except for uh, Miles Garrett. He's the only player combined. That's looked good, I think, on either of these defenses. I'm going to take the over here. I think either of these teams are very capable of getting to 30. The Cowboys just have a good offense, in my opinion. And then the Browns are playing against the terrible uh, Cowboys uh, defense. So, uh, for straight up, most of these spreads are close, so it's just whoever we're taking on the spread, we're taking straight up. We'll, we'll point it out if we're taking the opposite on the spread. Um, yes, yeah, so Uh, who are you taking straight up?
0: Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys straight up.
1: Okay, I like it. I agree. Uh, I think this game will be, I guess you could call week two, but I think this game will be like a breakout or like welcome to Cleveland, so called. It's a year late, but still. Uh. Odell or or party for Odell I think he'll have a big game maybe even catching two touchdowns at least one uh because it's never better it's never bad to um to like kick off your season in a good way uh, against an awful defense so uh that's good for Odell but I'm taking the Cowboys in a close one
0: okay um we can move on now to our next game
1: Okay, this is not the most interesting one, but it's not horrible. Uh, The New Orleans Saints, three-point favorites at the Detroit Lions. Uh, We've seen the Saints play iffy. Their offense has been great, but their defense has been iffy in their first uh, three games. The Lions just haven't been good on any side of the ball. It took Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray playing probably the worst game um, of his life for the Lions to sneak away with the win against the Cardinals. I don't think the Lions would win that game any other time if you played it 10 times. Uh, but I, sure. I still got the dub, and I guess that kept them afloat for the, the season, at least for now. Um, I think I'm taking the Saints big in this game. The Lions are, should be probably 0-3, and... The Saints have had a tough schedule to start out the season against three potential playoff teams. For for all I know, um, so I'm taking the Saints big in this one.
0: Okay, um, I'm going to agree with you. I'm taking the Saints big in this one um, as well. However, I'm going to take the under. Um, I think it will be a low scoring blowout. Um, as I don't think this line, I don't trust this Lions offense to put up enough points uh, to to meet. Uh, the the over under
1: mark. Uh, yeah. To be honest, I don't think the Lions' offense has to do much. I just, for example, like thirty eight to seventeen is getting you over fifty four. Uh, so I think I'm gonna take the over here. It's going to be close to that fifty four mark. Uh, either way, but the Saints will win this game big, and that's really all that matters. Uh, so we can move on to uh another another potential blowout I would say in the early window the Seattle Seahawks 30 3-0 Seattle Seahawks against the 1-2 and Dolphins Seahawks come into this game as as only five point favorites I, I guess it's only because they're quote-unquote on the road um but expect the Dolphins to stick in this game more than I expect the Lions to stick in the game against the Saints I think I'm taking the Seahawks I, I'm taking the Seahawks to cover here but I I'm calling it. It's bold, but I think this game will be within ten points, but not within five. Um,
0: I'm taking the Seahawks straight up and on the sprint as well. Um, you no, know, these are two uh yeah. The Seahawks are going to win big this week. Um at least ten points I'd say. Um uh, probably pushing fourteen. Uh the Seahawks team has looked Really good. Um, I, I thought last week would be their week to cool off, but it was not. Um, I think eventually they will cool off at some point. Russell Wilson isn't going to throw f- five touchdowns um, every game uh, for the rest of the year, and if he does, he, we would just be flat out witnessing greatness. Um,
1: so- I, I, yeah, I, I, I- uh, I just wanted to say, like, this, is, this might be a good week for the Seahawks' defense as they can finally cool down because they are not playing against an electric offense for the first time this year. Uh, you can continue. Sorry for the interruption.
0: Yeah, no, um, I'm basically wrapped up. Uh, Seahawks straight up and on the spread for me. Uh, and then you can say the over-under, and then I'll give my take on it.
1: Over-under 54. Uh, I- I'm going under, but I think it'll be close to that mark.
0: Okay. Hard over for me. These are two horrific defenses. The Seahawks secondary cannot cover anybody, and they will continue to allow or to give up touchdowns as long as they are on the field. Um, Jamal Adams is not expected to play um, this week, and he is by far the best part of that secondary. Um, This Falcons, or Falcons, this Dolphins offense is not very good whatsoever. However, I do think uh, we will see a relatively big game out of Devontae Parker. Maybe even a big game out of um, Mike Siki as well, the tight end. Um, yeah, no, I'm going hard over on this one. Two pretty bad defenses. Uh, Seahawks offense is electric. Um, it, Dolphins not so much, but I still think they can produce against the really bad Seahawks defense.
1: Yeah, the only thing, I guess... I, I said I don't expect much from the Dolphins offense, but they played a a Jaguars team and they sort of dominated them. And even the Jaguars have a significantly better secondary than the Seahawks minus Jamal Adams. So right. I guess maybe the Dolphins have a chance. Uh, now for our next game, one of the more intriguing games, I would say in my opinion, eh, maybe even the most of the one o'clock slate of games uh, we have three more to minus this one uh, to talk about. This is the San Diego. No, sorry. The Los Angeles chargers um, at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buccaneers come into this game at uh, seven point favorites. Pretty bold. If you ask me. And then there is an over under of 42 and a half. Uh, I- I'm taking the over here. And although neither of these offenses have impressed me whatsoever and their defenses have both been sort of solid. I, I think, It'll be in the mid-20s for both of these teams. Uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, I completely agree on that one. I'm going over as well. Um, 42 uh, is just too low for um, an NFL game, in my opinion, unless it's just two really good defenses and two really bad offenses, and that is not this game. Um, I'm going over. I think both of these teams can easily get into the mid to high 20s on in, in any given game. Um, as for, uh, if we can move on now to our picks, um, for this week, for this game, I'm going to take the box straight up. However, I'm going to take the chargers on the spread. I do not, I am not really sure where the seven point favorite is coming from. I, this is the same chargers team that took, uh, the, uh, what is looking like, um, one of the best or the best team in the league at this point. Uh, Chiefs to, and it took um, a great Harrison Bucker um, field goal to beat them. Um, I think seven points is way too much in this game, uh, so I'm going to take the Charger side of the spread. Um, however, the Bucks straight up. How about you? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I don't understand this. The Buccaneers, although they are have a better record than the Chargers, they even impressed me much more. Uh, it, just the Kind of proven example, it's not like this is like a trend with way too big spreads. The Seahawks are only five point favorites on a brutal Dolphins team, and the Saints are only three point favorites on a brutal Lions team. I don't understand, I understand that they're quote unquote on the road, but it's still not realistic. Um, right, I, I think the Bucks will win this game on the, or not on the spread. I, I just I feel like game realistically a lot of the times. The teams cover the spread, but I still think it's a bit premature to have the Buccaneers as seven-point favorites when they haven't impressed me much over their first three games. But, but I'll take the Chargers on the spread in the bucks straight up. All
0: right, uh, we can move on now to our next game as we wind down on the one o'clock slate.
1: Um, yeah, this is the second to last. This one, we, we can kind of fly by, except for the over-under. It's the Baltimore Ravens at the Washington Football Team. The Ravens are fourteen points favorites. Um, so I'm pretty sure in the Ravens or in the spread history, I read this um, on ESPN that the Ravens, when they are favored by fourteen or more, are thirty-six and zero. You heard that right. Uh, cover thirty-six and zero, like in games, not necessarily at covering spread, but that's pretty funny or, or interesting. Or I guess it makes sense if you're such big favorites, then why wouldn't you win? But ups attack tap, and I just thought that was interesting. Um, The Ravens will dominate. This is the easiest game, I think, to predict of this week. It's an awful offense, an awful defense, or uh, an iffy defense, especially with their best defensive line, or their – yeah, I think their best two defensive linemen out. Um, Against a good offense, the Ravens will win this game easily.
0: Yeah, I think the only real question here – or not, not, No, it's not even a real question. But the only potential question you could even think about having about this game is will the Ravens cover 14 points um, is pretty aggressive in any, um, in any NFL game. But, no, the Washington football team is not good whatsoever. I'm taking the Ravens straight up and on the spread. Uh, how about the over-under?
1: 45.5 isn't that big. Uh, I'm taking the Ravens. My score prediction well, let's say forty. No, not forty. That's premature. We'll say thirty-three to seventeen. That's what I'll say. Um, okay. or, or no, I'll say yeah, thirty-three to fourteen. That's what we're, we're that's what we're going with. Uh, Ravens will win this game by nineteen, and they will get barely over the over under forty-five and a half. Yeah, I'm going
0: over as well. We can move on now to the final one o'clock game, as you guys are probably listening to this realizing that we have uh just about hit the 50 minute mark um and are just wrapping up the one o'clock game so uh it will probably come down to the point where we just have to end this and put it into a second part um so but anyway we can carry on with the last one o'clock
1: game uh yeah this game is a game between oh and three teams but in my opinion um probably um, the uh, maybe maybe the two best and 3 teams in the league and one of the better I would say at least even wise games of the 1 o'clock slate and, and to be honest even the whole, whole day um, the Minnesota Vikings at the Houston Texans uh, the Texans are four points favorites and there's an over under 54 uh, we'll start it off with the over under uh, are you taking the over
0: Yeah, I'm going to take uh, the under here. How about you?
1: Me too. Uh, Neither of these offenses have, have impressed me, and their defenses have looked decent, at least. I mean, the Texans people are, I'm not saying you, but a lot of people are writing them off. Keep in mind, they might have, I don't really think this, but it's possible that they've lost at least to the three best teams in the AFC, maybe even the three best teams in the entire league in the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Steelers. Oh, uh,
0: I agree. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people have uh, written off, not necessarily written off for Deshaun Watson for the entire season, um, but but written him off um, a little bit uh, for after his... Poor, really poor performances, or no, not really poor performances, but, but at least somewhat underwhelming performances the first three weeks. But that was a brutal first three weeks. Um, I would not have really expected anything less than and 3 for the Texans uh, in those first three brutal games. It does not get much harder than that. Um, so, yeah, we can carry on with our predictions here.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans in this, in this game. The Texans and the Vikings, when I'm comparing the two, they both played th- three potential playoff teams each. And that being said, the Texans have impressed me more in those three games than the, the Vikings. Uh, and they have a surefire, I would say, quarterback, where the Vikings are pretty concerning with Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'm taking the Texans really in a showcase game, I would say, for them. Uh, winning by more than four, covering the spread and winning the game straight up.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Texans straight up and on the spread as well. Um, yeah, uh, so if you have nothing further to say on these one o'clock games, I think we will just um, end it now. And then we will talk about the 405-425 uh, games as well as the Sunday night football and Monday night football games when we return in just a quick moment. Break there. We are now moving into the 425 window. Uh, we will start things off with uh, one of the best in my opinion in the Patriots versus the Chiefs.
1: Uh, yeah, so we have the Chiefs coming in at seven point favorites over under of 51. Uh, what are you taking on, or 53? 50, sorry, uh, who are you taking on the? Over, or are you? Taking uh, I'm it? going to
0: take the over. The Chiefs are so good, their offense is so good. I think the Patriots will will at least be able to keep this game somewhat close, I'd say. So I think in order for that to happen, I'm going to have to take the over. How about you?
1: I'm definitely taking the over. The Patriots' defense sucks. The Chiefs' offense is amazing. And this game will still be close because the Chiefs' defense sucks and the Patriots' offense is good. I'm projecting that... uh, this this will signal the spread. I'm going, let's say 35 to 24 Chiefs.
0: Okay. Uh I'm going to take the Chiefs straight up and on the spread as well. Now for the final four twenty. Uh the Bills and the Raiders. Uh the Bills are our favorite. You can give the spread as well as the over-under. What is it?
1: The Bills are three-point favorites over-under 53. This is my upset pick of the week. Well, first. Uh, just to get it started, I'm going on the over, but this is my upset pick of the week. It's not that huge of an upset, but it's it's a big one or it's a it's a small one. uh, I'm taking the Raiders in this game straight up. I think Derek Carr will come in have a good game. uh the bills need to lose at some point now, granted they play the Chiefs in three weeks. that could be their some point, but uh I'm going Raiders here I know it's bold, but I'm going Raiders,
0: okay, I'm going to go. Bills here straight up and on the spread. Going to take the under. Uh, I think it will be somewhat of a close game. I think it will be competitive for uh, most of the game, um, at least to a certain degree. I agree with you that the Bills have to lose at some point, but I think it will be some other time in their schedule um, as I have the Raiders taking the L this week. Now for uh, our final two games. First off, Sunday Night Football. On NBC. The Eagles and the 49ers.
1: Yeah, uh, over or under, 45 and a half. Uh, The Niners come into this game at seven-point favorites. On the spread, I'm taking the Eagles. I think this game will be tight. Uh, And then I think it will also be a low-scoring game, so I'm going under. Uh, What about you?
0: Yeah, I think it will be a relatively low-scoring game, as well as I think. Uh, it will. I'm taking the under here. Um... And I am going to take the 49ers straight up and on the spread. Uh, you said the Eagles on the spread, but uh, what is your straight-up pick?
1: Straight-up, I am going with the Niners. Um, I think the Niners are decent, but I don't think the Eagles are too good at all. So, I'm taking the Niners here.
0: Okay, and now for the final Game of the week: Monday Night Football. The Chokers, or otherwise known as the Falcons, um, versus the Packers. Um, the the lines still.
1: Um, the Packers come into this game as seven and a half points favorites, and there's an over under fifty six and a half. uh for the sake of uh, the uh, the. No, I was going to say, I guess for the sake of um, the Packers fans, yeah, I guess for the sake of the Packers fans, I expect the Falcons to play this game close, and they'll probably have the lead in the fourth quarter and then, and then blow it like they typically do. Uh, I'm definitely going over on the 56-and-a-half. Uh, both of these offenses look great, and both of the D – well, the Falcons' D looks terrible, and the Packers' D looks iffy. Uh, so I'm definitely taking the over. I think the Falcons will cover the spread. But I think in the long run, this will be a high, high high-scoring game, and the Packers will get the close dub to move to four now.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers straight up and on the spread as well, and I'm going to agree with you on the over there. And, uh, yeah, I think that wraps this episode up, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, I know it was a long one. Hopefully you stuck with us all the way through. Well, if you're hearing this, you did, unless you did some weird speeding through the episode. But anyway... Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you guys Tuesday with some uh, recaps uh, from the games we just predicted. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.